Basically, it's going to be a worship, what we call a worship workshop. And it's all about what worship is. And I'm so out of breath right now. <sighs> because I love doing this. And not, not doing this is not being up here. I just love praising God. And I love worshiping God. And so we want to just work on worship today. We, because it's, it's what God created us to be. It's what God created us to do. And so... We're going to be working on that today. And so there's a truth that I want to talk to you guys about before we go any further. And that's this, that God's praise is, is, is what our praise is what God is seated on. He's enthroned. It says in Psalms 22 that God is enthroned on our praises. And enthroned basically means he gets to sit on our praises. And so when we praise God, like we just did and like we're going to do again in just a few minutes, when we do that, we're just basically saying, God, here, have a seat. We want you to be comfortable in this place. And that word comfortable is what I want to go. We choose who's going to be comfortable in this moment. When we go, if we go, okay, God is enthroned on our praises, then the bigger the praises, the better the seat for our God. The bigger our praises, the more exuberant our praises, the more comfortable God is in this place. And the truth is, we choose who's going to be comfortable, us or God. Because right now you could go, oh, I'm a little tired, or oh, I don't really know this song, or oh, I just don't feel like it right now, or oh, I don't, I don't know, maybe the, maybe the next song, or, or I don't know, my friends aren't really doing it, and it would be uncomfortable for me to do that right now. When we say that, we're going, God, I choose my comfort over yours. But when we praise him and we say, God, I, I don't care what my friends are doing. I don't care if I know the song or not. I'm going to dance. I'm going to jump. I'm going to sing. I'm going to praise you the way you deserve to be praised because I know that the bigger my praises, the more comfortable you feel, that the bigger my praises are, the bigger your presence will come in this room. When we say that, when we do that, we will experience God in ways that we have never experienced because it's a sacrifice. 
It's a sacrifice in this moment. Did you guys know that in heaven, you will never have an opportunity to give a sacrifice of praise to God because in heaven, it's all we're gonna wanna do is praise God. We're not gonna be tired. We're not gonna be worrying about our friends. None of those things are gonna be in heaven. But in this moment, we have the opportunity to choose to praise God. We have the opportunity to choose God's comfort, God's worthiness over our comfort and whether or not we feel like it. So in this place, for this next song, I want to do that. I wanna make sure God feels welcome and comfortable like we gave him a big old just like beanbag in the middle and he can just plop right down in the middle and do whatever he wants to do let's do it here we go Good. 
I'm not going to say amen because I think he's just in here and he wants to start a conversation with us today. All right? It's like Pastor Joe was saying, this session's going to look a little bit different. And I think there's a lot of people out there and other youth ministries and stuff like that that maybe would think that you guys can't handle a, a session like this, a service like this. But I think you can. I think you can handle it. Now, the session's going to look a little bit different because what I want to do is I want to protect I want to protect this environment of worship. You guys feel that? Right? That the King of Kings is in the room. That the Lord of the Lords is, is here with us now. I want, to, I want to try and protect that, okay? And so what we're going to do is, is, is we're going to have this session and we're going to stay in this place of worship now. I got to tell some stories. And so it's going to be funny at times, okay? It's going to be funny times. And there's going to be times where we're going to dance. There's going to be times where maybe we'll hit our knees. There's going to be times we're going to have our hands in the air, maybe our hands wide, maybe our hands like this. I mean, there's going to be times we do that. So over the next hour and a half or whatever, however, wherever you take us, Jesus, right? I get it that maybe you guys might have to go to the bathroom at some point, okay? I totally get that. And if that happens to you, if you have to do that or you have to get a drink of water or something like that, like I want you to know that you can do that, but I want you to protect the environment of worship, okay? So there's other people in here that are encountering God. So if you have to go to the bathroom, don't go in like a big group of like eight people, okay? Just slip out by yourself, go to the bathroom and come back in, okay? I, I want you guys to know that you have permission to do that, but I also want you to know that like, the King of Kings is here, right? I mean, God's here, okay. And so as we, as we talk about, and, and Pastor Joe laid it out, we laid a big old bean bag for God to sit in, okay? And I want him to stay with us this whole, whole time. Now, God is awesome, and he's always better. I mean, isn't it awesome that we worship a God that cannot be exaggerated? He's always better. He's always greater. He's always bigger. He's always more loving. He's always more comforting. He's, he's, we can't exaggerate him. And he's here right now, okay? He's here right now. So he, he might give us some laughter. He might give us some dance. He might even give us a little bit of tears. But I want you guys to know. You guys are awesome. And you can handle it, right? All right? So, so turn to your neighbor, give him a high five, and say, I got this. All right. Good job. So what I want you guys to do right now is I just want you to take a seat right where you are. Take a seat right where you are right now. It's crowded, I know. You guys will survive. I promise. Now we're talking about worship, and worship is something that is just, I just love worship. I love worship in a lot of different ways. But there are times where I feel like I'm not very good at worship. And let me explain. Um, well, I can't sing, and I can't dance. So I got that going for me already, all right? But thank the Lord that he doesn't require my perfection in worship. He just requires my heart's participation, right? That's just part of, a part of who he is, is he doesn't require us to be perfect. Thank you, Jesus, because I'm not. I'm not perfect. And really, none of us are. Some of you can sing and dance, like Pastor Joe. He can sing and dance. He's awesome, all right? He, he's really, really cool. But I, I just don't have those particular gifts. But... There's other times where I feel like I've not been great at worship. And uh, one of those examples is I was worshiping in um, our big church, which is the adult services at 9 o'clock. So 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, we have adult services. And y'all, we need you in there. To, we can show the old people how to dance, all right, how to worship God. Um, we can do that. And if you guys want to hang out with me, I'm usually in the, in the front row up there in, uh, in big church, worshiping my face off when I'm there. Most of the youth staff is. So if you guys want to you know, party on a Sunday morning, come, come meet us in there. We're in there. 
Yeah. Now, I was in there worshiping, and one thing I do during worship is I'll close my eyes. And the reason for that is, is because I feel like sometimes I'm the dog on the movie Up, where it's just like squirrel. And I just, I just like, I'll get distracted by anything, by anything. One, one time during worship, I was distracted because my shoelaces were different lengths, okay? This is, this is who, who's talking to you, okay? Uh, I'm not perfect, I'm not, I'm not. But this one time in a big church, I'm worshiping and I got my eyes closed. And I learned an important lesson. You should never dance with your eyes closed, okay? Which should be a given, but I'm like, I'm not gonna be distracted today, Jesus. And so uh, we, were, we were singing a song and I can't remember what the song was, but I did this sort of move like arms wide, heart abandoned, or like I give it all to you or something like that. And my, my eyes were closed and what I had not noticed was my sweet dear wife had, had come up alongside me, you know, cause I'm handsome and, uh, or whatever. And so <laughs> she comes up next to me and I, I did this move and I just hit her with my left elbow right in the head, like hard, because I was giving it all to Jesus. I got everything. Oh, I'm so sorry. And I felt so bad. Immediately pulled me out of worship because like I, you know, struck my wife. (laughs) (laughs) This is the opposite of anything I wanted to happen. And and she totally is, you know, she's, she, I didn't have to sleep on the couch or anything. We're, we're still good. Um, So she let me back in the house after that. But it was something that I just, I felt like I wasn't very good at worship. And I don't know any of you guys have had any times like that, or maybe uh, you sang out the wrong lyric. Have you ever done that before, where you think it's one word and you sing out the other? That is me all the time, because remember, my, my eyes are closed, okay? My eyes are closed. But worship is what we're talking about. And again, I want you to know that God does not require your perfection in worship. He just wants your heart's participation. He just wants your heart's participation. So permission to not be perfect today, okay? While we're talking about worship, permission to not be perfect. But Ephesians 5 maps out a little bit of what I wanna talk about today and what God looks for in someone that's a worshiper. And Ephesians 5.18 says, be filled with the Holy Spirit singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making music to the Lord in your hearts, all right? Making music to the Lord in your hearts. Give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so this idea of making music from your hearts. Now, thank the Lord that that's where he wants it to come from and not my vocal cords, right? Because um, I, just, I just don't have the gift of singing. I'm getting better. Am I getting better? I think I'm getting a little bit better. Yeah, okay, all right. That's a, thank you. That's for my, for my other heart, okay, my, <laughs> my fleshly heart. But what I think um, God's talking about here is there's different ways we can express ourselves toward God, right? And we've, we've done it in a lot of different ways. Uh, one of the easiest ways is what I'm talking about, singing, just singing out. We can sing the, the, the words and thank you, Jesus, that we have amazing worship leaders that can sing really well, right? Yeah. They can sing really well, so we can sing along with them. We can sing along with them um, in that. But that's one way to make music is to sing lyrics. And most of the songs that we sing are based out of scripture, so we're actually singing God's words back to him. Man, he loves that. He loves that. Another way we can ex- like express ourselves in worship is to put our hands in the air, right? Put our hands in there. Now, if you have a young sibling or you've ever babysat or anything like that, if you see a young kid do this to their parent, what do they want? Up, right? Up. Now, I think God's big enough to pick me up. I do. Okay? Now, when I put my hands in the air, that's my heart saying, God, I just want to be closer to you. I, I, I want to I be closer to you. And if I can get this much closer toward God, or my heart is at least expressing that, I want to do that. So that's, that's what that means behind that. Sometimes you see um, other people... 
sometimes they hit their knees. They hit their knees in worship. And, and that's a really cool thing. And I think it means a whole bunch of different things. And I've hit my knees for a lot of different reasons. Um, one of the first ones that I hit my knees for is I, I'm a visual guy. I love movies. You guys like movies? Man, movies are good. God can totally speak to you through some movies too. Not horror movies. Anyway, um, it's just the season. So I'll, I'll hit my knee because in the, in the old school movies, like with knights and like swords and stuff like that, what does someone always do to the king? They kneel. They bow down. They kneel. They take a knee before God. And what that means is that's you saying, like, I respect you, Jesus. And I think it's way even more than that. It's you saying, God, less of me, more of you. It's putting us willingly, I myself will put my own knee down to, to, to Jesus. And how many of you know that like no matter what, the Bible says every knee bows at Jesus' feet. Well, I'm gonna do mine willingly, right? And the enemy's gonna be forced to, okay? Yeah. So if I'm going, if I'm in a battle or something like that, I'm gonna hit my knee um, to Jesus. But something else happens too. There's a lot of times where I'm gonna confess my sins to Jesus on my knees. Because this is also like a position of surrender, a position of, uh, I'm going to submit myself underneath him saying, God, you are number one and I, I, I give it to you. So if you're giving him something or you're submitting yourself to him um, or you're confessing sins on your knees is, is like a, a good way to do that. The Bible talks about all these different ways to express God or express yourself toward God. And um, some people like are on their face in front of Jesus. The Bible talks about people falling, falling down on their face at, at the feet of God and things like that. There's other ways to um, express ourselves toward God and that's like dance. Dance is one. David danced before the Lord, and he didn't care what he looked like. Or he, didn't, he didn't care because he was celebrating. And I know my God is not a God of just sorrow and mopiness. My God is a God of joy as well, right, uh, of joy and, and celebration. And I think there's a lot of good times, like Pastor Joe was saying, that we can celebrate God, and we can, we can dance, and we can do that stuff. And Ephesians 5 just talks about making music to the Lord in your hearts. And I think whenever we walk in the room like we did just there, that's really awesome, right? It's awesome to worship him. We feel it. We feel the, the, the thing in the room. We feel, we feel the spirit moving. We, we got the vibe that we're feeling right now. But it's sometimes it seems like as soon as I start expressing myself, whatever that looks like, right? Whatever that looks like, attack kind of comes sometimes, right? Or maybe just distraction. Or maybe it's not necessarily like the enemy is like, I'm going to knock you down. But it's just your mind going like, what are we having for dinner again tonight? Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Okay, that's going to be good. That's going to be good. And you, and you just, and you're not like, you're not trying to say, God, I'm not going to choose you, but your mind just has these other thoughts that kind of come into it. Does it happen to you guys at all? Is it just me? I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy how the attack just all of a sudden starts happening. And when the attack comes, it seems like it can just be a little bit tough because we read verses like Ephesians 5 and we're like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it seems like I was singing, and now I'm thinking about something completely different. And there's a lot of different things that can come up in our minds, and one of them sometimes is it's a new song. Is it sometimes tough to worship to a new song? I don't know the words, right? It's, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's tough. Or, or sometimes it's a song that, like, maybe grandma listened to a thousand times in the house, and so you're just like, I don't want to hear that again. Right? Or it's the one the radio plays a thousand times, or, or, it's, or it's the one that, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, not your jam. Not your jam. Not your jam. So, sometimes the thought comes in your mind, well, like, it's not your jam. Or sometimes um, it, it's, it's simple, like your shoelace thing, 
or, or whatever it is. You know, one, one time it happened to me where uh, I was actually at a conference and some of you guys that are volunteers might have been at this one, but it was a desperation conference and we were going to see a worship leader who has like concerts talking like thousands and thousands of people. And um, this worship leader, she's awesome, and she probably wrote one of the best worship songs to ever be written. And I was super excited to, to be able to worship, and she was up on stage, and we got someone to save us a spot, and we got like second row. And I was like up there, and I'm like, oh, this is so good, this is so good. And we were there like 30 minutes early, so we're just kind of like getting all super psyched, you know what I'm talking about? And so I'm up there and everything like that, and she starts singing, and she's like right there. And I'm like, right here. Like, she's really close. And I can see her. And remember, this is why I close my eyes in worship, okay? All I can remember thinking, she started singing like my, like my jam. It was even my song. And all I can remember thinking is like, her eyelashes are huge. <laughs> no joke. This is, my, this is what happened to me. And she's like. <laughs> and, and I'm like, there are tornadoes in, in Tokyo now because of, of the air that has come off. And no joke. This, this, this happened to me. I'm serious. Don't laugh too hard, okay? I'm, it's a little embarrassing. But, but, you, but it's so easy to get distracted in worship. It's so easy to get distracted in worship. But I want you to guys to understand that there's, there's this one truth that is just, just because we're not feeling worship doesn't mean that God's not in the room. It means that you aren't. It means that we aren't. See, God was still in the room at that point in time but I wasn't, right? And this happens to me too. This, is, this happens to me too. And, and so I think it's important for us to realize that, yeah, the enemy's gonna attack us and all this different stuff, um, but like just as fast as we can be out of the room, we can be in the room too. Like it's not like it doesn't have to be this big battle. It doesn't have to be this big battle of like, oh, I need to, I need to focus myself back on the God. No, 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 no. Literally, this is what I do now, because I'll, I'll I still get pulled out in worship every once in a while. Um, actually, probably multiple times every time I, I get into a time of worship, and what I have to do in my head is I just say Jesus. The name of Jesus. Every knee bows in the name of Jesus, right? So I say Jesus, and boom, I'm back in. I'm back in. Now I was, I was preparing for, for today, and I was thinking about it, and I don't think that God needs a night session to do something amazing. I don't think that he has to have the perfect song and the perfect band and the perfect like setting. It has to be night. We've, we've had all this fun and Chick-fil-A, the Lord's chicken is in our stomach already. Like he doesn't need to have all that to do something amazing. And we don't have to have the perfect setting to lift his name on high either. Right? We don't. When I was preparing for this um, this afternoon, I was uh, just studying some people that are way smarter than me. It's a good thing to do. And uh, this one guy named A.W. Tozer, he said, don't put it up yet, but he said, this guy's crazy. All he did was, okay, we'll put it up. <laughs> Who A.W. Tozer is, is this guy who studies Bible like his whole life and it's all he did. And he's a theologian. He's just the study of God. He devoted his life to it. And he says, just... There it is. Hey, awesome. I can safely say on the authority of all that is revealed in the word of God that any man or woman on this earth who is bored and turned off by worship is not ready for heaven. And I wonder, 4640 conference, are we ready for heaven today? Because this is the truth. This is what he's driving at. Because I want to be really clear about something. He's not talking about salvation here. 
He's not saying if you're bored during worship, you are now not, no longer saved. No, 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 that's not what he's saying at all. What he's getting at is, like Pastor Joe said too, is in heaven, what we're gonna do is worship him. We're going to worship God. We're gonna be in the presence of, him, of God. So that's what we're gonna do for eternity. So when we're doing that here on earth, it's like heaven touching earth every time. It's like heaven touching earth. And so it's not talking about losing salvation or you're no longer saved. He's saying if you're bored or turned off in worship or maybe distracted, right? It means you're just not ready for heaven. But every, you just as fast as you could be distracted, you, just as fast you could be standing in heaven. When we worship and our hearts are in full participation, I believe with all my heart that heaven touches earth at that moment. 4640 conference, I believe heaven wants to touch earth today. So I look at this, this quote by this guy who, who, who knew God and, and is with him right now, but I look at like, what is the posture of someone that is, is bored or turned off? That's someone that's distracted. That's someone that uh, maybe is, is singing empty words or something like that. I look at, I, I figure like the posture of being bored is like this, right? Man, let's change our posture today. Are we ready for heaven? Are you guys ready for heaven? Let's change our posture. Let's stand up. All right? Ephesians 5 says that we can express ourselves, that we can make music to God from our hearts. So I want us to take a step back from the stage. We're not going to lean on the stage on this one. No, no, no. We are going to experience heaven because we are ready for it. Amen? Are we ready for heaven? All right. him and if you feel like you want to get closer to God I want you to put your hands in the air if you feel like you want to catch something big from God you put your hands like this if you want to hit your knees hit your knees but it's all about him right now it is not about us it's about God let's praise him
fear Something's breaking, I can feel it Heaven, come down Heaven, come down Something's changing in the spirit Something's breaking, I can feel it Heaven, come down Heaven, come down Something's changing Something's changing in the spirit Something's breaking, I can feel it Heaven, come down Heaven, come down Something's changing in the spirit Something's breaking, I can feel it
my faith beyond what it feels like. My faith beyond what it feels like. My eyes beyond what it looks like. My eyes beyond what it looks like. I will only see all you have for me. My eyes beyond what it looks like. My eyes beyond what it looks like. I want what you want. I want kingdom. My eyes to see. My eyes beyond what it looks like. My eyes beyond. I will only see. I will only see. All you promise me. My eyes. My eyes beyond.
Something's breaking, I can feel it. Jesus. Father, we know that you have more for us. And I believe that we have more for you, God. We have more for you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I pray you can continue to bless our eyes and you bless our ears. Lord, we love you. We love you. We love you, God. You're awesome, Jesus. You are awesome. Jesus, Jesus. Father, we, will, we are here for you. Not for anybody else, but we are here for you, God. Mm, we love you. We love you so much. you guys are ready for heaven yes yeah. I think you guys are I think you guys are man he is so good he cannot be exaggerated how good he is right so what I want to do is I, I feel I feel led to share some uh, a Bible verse with you and, and, and show you something else that, that God wants to show us in worship. Um, I also know that this time right now um, is, is kind of prime time for the enemy to try and distract us a little bit like we talked about, right? But ho oh, ho, not in my house, right? Yeah? This is your house too, okay? This is your house too. So I want you to say, not in my house. Not in my house. That's right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you an out here, okay? Because um, this next little part, I want you to be like, I, I want to protect this environment of worship, right? We want to protect this time of worship. And so you guys ever hear like the whole uh, breakup thing where it's, it's not you, it's me, right? I'm going to give you that out right now with your friends. This next part is not about your friends at all, okay? So just turn to your friend and say, it's not you, okay? It's not you. But now I want you to say this. Instead of it's not you, it's me, I want you to say, it's not you, it's, it's him. Okay, and say, say, it's not you, it's for him. It's for him. That's right. All right. So go ahead, uh, take a step away from the stage. Take a step away from a friend and go ahead and sit back down again. Sit back down again. Let's protect this little environment of worship, okay? Oh, he's got good stuff for us, guys. Good stuff. All right. So there's a Bible verse where Jesus is talking, and whenever Jesus is talking, if you have an actual paper Bible or sometimes on the, on the Bible app on the version, it'll be red letters. And whenever there's red letters, I'm like, oh, it's Jesus. Jesus is talking. Now, the whole Bible is God's word, but like 
the red letters are like, this is what Jesus like legitimately said when he was on earth. And so I read those really closely. And Jesus talks about what it looks like to be a true worshiper. And I believe with all my heart who we are here in 4640 as a people. And if you have ever been in this room, you're in here right now, obviously you are part of the 4640 family. If this is your first time in this room, that this was the first session you've ever come to or 4640 you've ever come to, welcome. You are part of us now, okay? If you, this is for anybody that has ever been in here. Yeah, that's right. We are 4640, right? That's who we are. 4640, that's, that's who we are. And I believe something, like part of our identity, part of our identity, remember uh, Pastor Sarah was talking about we have two destinies. One is to look more like Jesus and the other is to look unlike anybody else ever created, right? Well, I believe part of 4640's destiny is to look more like Jesus. So we're gonna look at what he said worship is today and we're gonna look more like him, I think. And also, I believe with all my heart that who we are is a people that worship God. That's who we are here in 4640. So uh, in John 4, Jesus is talking to this lady, and, and she brings up the subject of worship, and he talks about uh, what true worshipers look like. Hey, go ahead and throw it up. Uh, John 4, 23, it says, but this, the time is coming. Indeed, it's here now. Everybody say, it's now. Yeah. All right. When true worshipers, I believe that's who I'm looking at right now. True worshipers. True worshipers, worshipers will worship the Father in spirit. Everybody say Spirit. And true, and in truth, say truth. truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Stay right here. The Father is looking for you. I think someone needs to hear that you are being looked for, that you are being looked after, that as someone is searching for you. God is searching for worshipers who will worship in spirit and in truth. Say spirit. spirit. Say truth. truth. All right, next verse. For God is what? Spirit. So those who worship him must worship in what? Spirit. And in? Truth. Say spirit. spirit. Say truth. truth. All right. Those, that, that, that's what we're looking at. In spirit and in truth. In spirit and in truth. Now, I think there's different ways where we can worship just in spirit and we can worship just in truth. Um, and, and so what we want to know is spirit without truth that can hold you back. I think that can hold you back a little bit. If you just worship in spirit and not in truth, that's going to hold you back. But if you worship in truth without spirit, then it comes off dry and harsh and dare I say even unloving. Let me explain, okay? Spirit without truth. If you're worshiping in just spirit, but you're absent from the truth, all right? The truth like God's word. If you're absent from that, what you're doing is you're worshiping the vibe. Just the spirit, the feelings. The feeling. I just don't feel it. I don't feel it. And so when you're, when you're just doing that, basically you're waiting for the right song or, or those lies come in of like, I need the right singer or you know what? I'm gonna recreate. I need to get the, the, the exact, I need the setting. Last conference, they played um, that one song, right? They, they played Reckless Love. If they play that, I'm there. <laughs> Praise you, Jesus, right? If they play that, it's like you have to recreate, we, we try and recreate the moments that are close to us from God. Now, I don't think your, your, your motive is, is necessarily terrible, not at all. I think if you want to get closer to God, sometimes what we naturally do is we're going to try and get back to that place. And we try and recreate that thing. But that's just spirit. That's not truth. Because remember, God's still in the room even when we're not. God's still in the room no matter what we do. God is still in the room. And so it's not about 
the vibe, the feeling, the, the recreating of the certain thing. Because even, say, the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, and peace. And there's patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, all those. If you take the truth out of it, you see what the enemy has distorted. Because if you take, say, love, and you take the truth out of it, it becomes lust, right? If you take joy, and you take the truth out of it, then all of a sudden it's levels of happiness. When God is just straight up joy, right? If you take peace, and you take the truth out of it, and you find yourself trying to replace what God meant for peace, to have you to have peace with maybe addictions or things that would replace that, that brief moment of peace inside of you. You see, when you remove the truth from the spirit, you're removing God. God's not in it. And you're just chasing the feeling, right? But, but what does it look like to worship uh, in, tr- in truth but not in spirit, all right? Have you ever had somebody tell you like the raw truth and no feeling behind it? Comes across pretty harsh and dry. And I'm loving. See, my daughter, I love my daughter. She is four, and she will tell you how it is, okay? She will tell you how it is. And there's a lot of times where um, maybe she's in the bath, and I like to grab my um, guitar, and I'll, and I'll play songs for her. And you're just like, oh, that's such a nice dad move. But this is what happens, okay? I'll be playing, and I'll be singing, and she'll go, okay, 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 okay. That's enough. <laughs> and I'll go, well, you don't like my singing? And she'll go, nope. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm like, dad. Provide for you and put a house over your head and food, but she, but she's just there's no heart behind it. It's just the truth, right? It's just the truth. What does that look like for us in in the room when we're when we're just singing the words out with nothing behind it? It's kind of dry, right? When we're just going through the motions, or maybe you're you're basing something on scripture and you're just like, you know what? God's God's God said in in, in scripture, like, yeah, it's the truth that that I'm just. I'm just going to stand here and I'm going to sing. But if your heart's not participating in it, what is that coming across to with God? Probably dry, probably harsh, and dare I say even maybe unloving. Or, so, or sometimes we, um, we want to try and, and maybe it starts with maybe recreating the moment a little bit, but we're kind of trying to stand in the truth of like, I've got to dance my face off, but the spirit is doing something different in the room, then all of a sudden... We're not seeking the Spirit either. We're not seeking the Spirit. See, Spirit without, without truth will hold you back, meaning it's going to hold you back from what God has and from all of Him. And truth without Spirit can come across to Him dry and harsh, but God says He's on the lookout for people that have both Spirit and truth together. So that, what that looks like is us Listening for the Holy Spirit, God, who is, by the way, the Holy Spirit is not an it, it is a he. He is a he. He moves. He leads. And as my heart is trying to make music to God, I'm trying to follow where he's leading, right? I'm trying to follow where he's leading. And that's not me worrying about, like, what my friends think or what what I'm doing because I would be then outside of the truth. The truth will set you free, right? John 8, the truth will set you free. And so if we worship in spirit and we're following what God's leading us to do in the room and we're in truth, then we come alongside him and and he rocks our world with his presence. His presence comes in glorious, glorious ways. It's amazing. And so 
What I want us to do now is what I want us to do is I want us to, to, to seek at him out. Because it, when we draw close to God, he draws close to us as well. So we talked about the different ways that we can um, express ourselves and make music to God with our hearts, right? With the hands up, with all that stuff. So I want us to, to, to listen. So uh, again, let's change our posture a little bit. Let's stand up. Let's stand up. What I want us to do is I just want us to start with closing our eyes. Now remember, don't dance at this moment, okay? That's what went bad for me. What we're going to do is we're going to close our eyes and we're going to prevent any distraction. Close your eyes right now. What I want you to do is I just want you to focus on God. He is here. He is now. He is spirit. He is truth. His presence changes things in this place. And so with, with every eye closed, I just want you to like imagine you, sh you, you listening for what he's going to lead you to do. Just listen. Feel like with all of your senses what he's leading you to do. That thing. So when I worship, I'd rather my heart be without words than my words be without heart. Worship is about worship. It's not about what we get out of it. It's about chasing after him, glorifying his name, lifting up him. That is spirit and truth every time. So right now, what I want us to do is want us to lift your hands up to him right now. Just say his name, Jesus. 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 God, we are chasing after you. We are not in it to get anything else out of it. If I don't know the words of this song, God, I am going to still chase after you. If I don't if I don't know what to do, God, I'm still going to chase after you. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. It's all about you, God. What you are, who you are, Jesus. You are in this room and I will glorify you. My comfort doesn't matter. I want you to be the most comfortable person in here, Jesus, you. So as I follow you in spirit, as I follow you in truth, I will not sing out with empty words. I will sing out with my whole heart. I pray that my whole, my whole heart's participation in this, God, because you are in this room and my feet may hurt and I might be a little hungry or whatever it is, God, but you are worth my time. You are worth my praise. You are worth my prayers. You are worth it, God, to lift your name up on high. Chase after his presence. Let's sing these words out.
just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave And I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me Nothing else, nothing else will do. 
God, right? And I believe, and, and this is what the, the, the pastor said, like this is the posture of worship is. So I, I invite my wife up on stage because I don't want to hold hands with Joe. Um, I love you, man. <laughs> love her more though. Okay. This is my beautiful wife, Robin, by the way. Yeah. She sings. So good. So good. Anyway, so, you know, he says that God holds us by the left hand, and then he says he holds us, holds us by the right hand, and it's like, well, how does, how does that work, and how is that the posture of worship? Well, if he's holding us by both hands, then it's this. This is the nothing else. Nothing else matters if we're like this with God. Nothing else matters. You can be in the biggest fight of your life. And if you can stand in the nothing else, all you see is Jesus' eyes. And you see the power in his presence. And you see the love. You see the fight in him. And I know for some of us guys, this might seem weird. Like this with Jesus, but God designed us to be this. This is the power of nothing else. Thank you. I want to read you a journal entry that I that I had uh, two and a half years ago. It said, "It's uh, I had a I had a, a vision in my mind, and it says I was fighting the enemy. I was running into the enemy line, and I was like doing some damage. I had like a really cool sword because I, I like Lord of the Rings and stuff. And so I have this vision, and I'm and I'm fighting the enemy, and I'm fighting the enemy. I'm actually doing some damage, but I'm getting tired, and I'm fighting. And I wonder how many of you guys are in a fight today. Drama at school on your sports teams. How many of you are in a fight today, even just to stay focused on Him, right? How many of you are in a fight at home? Wherever it is, I mean, you you know if you're in a fight. So I was I was in a fight and I was doing damage and and I'm and I'm and I'm working hard and I'm trying to cut the enemy down and I'm doing okay and it's like getting just getting hard and it says doing damage with my sword and I'm working a fight and I'm I'm making some headway and then I saw Jesus on the side of the battlefield and he looked at me and said, "We could just go around." Proverbs 16.6 says, you can avoid evil through surrendered worship and the fear of God. For the power of his faithful love removes sin and guilt and and its grip over you. We are best at war when we're not devil focused. There is power in the nothing else. If you are in the biggest fight of your life, stand in the nothing else. Stand in the heart of worship. Because there, you can just go around. Because in the presence of Jesus, the battle is irrelevant. He is the victor. I believe that he wants to move us into a place of victory, but it's not to get victory, it's just to get him. Right? So I want all of you right now to think about the battle that you're in. And if we're in a battle, we're in a, we're in a posture. So I want everybody to stand up. I want you to think about that battle that you're in. Let's stand in the nothing else. Let's stand and look at the the face of the one that took sin and death and the grave and kept it in the pit of hell that it belongs and rose us up out of it. Let's look at the eyes of the one who loves us so much that he would sacrifice his own life for each and every one of us. Let's stand in the nothing else. Let's stand in that place and praise him and watch the battle be irrelevant. You go before
come back and you call it my victory.
come on, sing it. And when I thought I lost me, you knew where I left me. You reintroduced me to your love. Yeah. You picked up all my pieces. You put me back together. You are the defender of my heart. Come on. Who feels like they're in pieces right now? Come on, declare this out. Whatever that fight is, he's picking up the pieces. He has found you. There's power in the nothing else. Look at him in the eyes and see that your parents' divorce is not everything it's cracked up to be. That he has redemption in mind for you. That he has love in mind for you. That you are created for a purpose. You are supposed to be here. Depression and suicidal thoughts have nothing on you when you're in the nothing else. Come on, declare this out. He is our Just stay calm, 
for I will fight the battle for you. Jesus is not asking you to fight. He is asking you to worship. He's not asking you to battle. He's asking you to praise. And all I'll do is praise. And all I'll do is worship. And all I'll do is bow down. All I'll do is stay still. All I'll do is stay still. It's all I have to do. And all I'll do is praise. Yes, Lord. And all I'll do is worship. And all I'll do is
nothing we give with everything Jesus
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That you showed your great love to us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners, while we were messed up, Jesus. You gave it all. Down. I lay it all down. 
here is exactly what we talked about for the last two hours is that we helped make a throne for God he came made himself comfortable in our midst and if I'm honest and if you're honest there were times in the last over two hours that we've been in this room seriously where I wanted to kind of stop a little, like it got a little uncomfortable for me. And I was like, eh, kind of done for a minute. But you know what I did and you know what I saw you do? Dig in again. And then press through for a while. And then get a little squirrely and a little bored. And then dig in again. And, and it's that process that I want you to remember because there's gonna be moments where you're worshiping and you're like, I don't feel this. Well, this isn't the point of worship. But if you're in a worship moment and you don't feel this, what do you do? Dig in again and press in and continue to worship, continue to build the throne for God to come 
and make himself comfortable. That's up to us. Who's gonna be comfortable in the room? Us or him? And this afternoon, I saw a bunch of teenagers figure out how to make God comfortable, even if it meant forcing themselves to focus when they didn't want to focus. Figured out how to make God's presence welcome, even when they kind of thought they were done with it, done with that moment, but they pressed in. And guys, that's, that's a skill to take with you for your lifetime. That's the way we fight our battles as Christians. That's how we get our victories. That's how it happens, just like that. And it's okay if in the middle you get a little bored. It's okay if in the middle you get a little uncomfortable. It's okay if in the middle you press back a little bit, but then press back in and keep on worshiping. Keep on praising until you have that breakthrough. And this, this is kind of what that feels like, that breakthrough, that thickness. And every time we come into 4640, every time you come into big church, every time you come into God's house, the worship of your heavenly father should take precedent precedent over the feeling that we got here but the worship that's the purpose we are a people who worships our heavenly father we are a people who worships God not the vibe not the cool stuff we've been blessed with we are a people who worships God and whatever he does in response to that worship well that's up to him but we worship. God, we thank you that you love us and that when we worship, we make you comfortable, we make you welcome, and we get, to, we get the side effect of feeling you in our midst, but that's not why we worship. We don't worship for that breakthrough or anything like that. We just worship because you are, because you are. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.